Okay, here we go. The Panda Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? It's Vinny over at Shawshank Firearms here. You should listen to Planet Mikey because Mikey Adams shoot straight. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's your double barreled action there. Welcome to the uh, episode, was it two? And in my Irish, bro, two, episode 240. 240, 243. 244. 43. Okay, whatever. 243. Does, does it matter, really? Yes. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we're hiring for all positions. Yep. Uh, women, particularly, if they know the positions, they can come here and they can get a job. <laughs> and, and everybody will be happy. How dare you? Uh, we're brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, ProAutomotiveMA.com, and uh, 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 one ninety nine Oxford Avenue, Dudley, six twenty six South Main Street, Webster, and eight Englewood Street in Webster. If something's wrong with your car, if something's ailing your car, guess what? Pro Automotive has the cure. I just spit all over the microphone. Also brought to you by Giacomo's in Melrose, Massachusetts, where many of our fine guests on the podcast dine uh, on the most authentic Italian cuisine you can find anywhere. 454 Main Street, Melrose, Giacomo's. And also brought to you by Public Kitchen. I had the fried pickles there and the Caesar salad and the shrimp, the grilled chicken. It's a good, it's a good spot if you like to eat. <laughs> Speaking of eating, we also uh, have my grandma's coffee cake, the world's greatest coffee cake, as uh, one of our sponsors. And we've already asked our guest for tonight what flavor he wants sent to his home. And he said, Cape Cod Cranberry. Cape Cod Cranberry. And our guest is Jerry Thornton, the one and only who's been on our podcast many times, and we love him. Jerry? Yep. Mike. JT? You barstool thumping, uh, pumping, dumping guy? <laughs> I just had to make yeah. it rhyme. Pumpkin? Uh, uh, you know, yeah, look, know. I'm sorry about the dump over there. I promise I'll clean it up. You said you're looking for to hire people? Is, is Yeah, uh, only women, though, and only for, for, if they're qualified in all the positions that we have open. Well, it's the, the king of Boston... Podcasting? Are you looking for uh, like a like a piss boy or something? Like I think that's about. I'll go entry level, but I I, I, I would like to work for the king. I'm hoping maybe to become like a an archduke. Well, Elvis like died, a, so like a, he's uh, not working for the king anymore. Elvis is maybe dead. a courtesan or or a jack. You like can, what? What's the royalty that is a jack? Like uh, you get a king, you yeah, get a queen. Is, is there somebody in the Royal court that's just... King, the queen, the prince, the princess. The duke. The duke, the jack. The earl, the jack-off. That's the, below the jack, jack. Yeah. You know, jack-off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but when the cards... and Why are some of them profiles and the other ones are straight on? Looks at the king, you know. Is it the king of hearts that's looking right at you? And the king of... I mean, I don't know. How, who, who, put, who set that whole thing up? Jack. Some deuce, yeah. some deuce bag. <laughs> Worked himself in there. But Mikey, it's great to be with you. Good to see you again, Jerry ben, Thorne. Billy, it's always always a pleasure to work with you, now, Kat. I, so I wonder, do I lead the league in being on this thing? I, is this your fourth time? I think so. Uh, it might, yeah, be, might be more money. I think it's like six. Is it? Feels yeah, like it. So. They all kind of bleed together. Did I miss a couple one... of episodes on your way? You might have. You might have been here, but forgot. Uh, I'm going to read something that Jerry Thornton tweeted, which was funny. I it's, thought it's it was... Bill Lee has been on the most. Yeah, but he's mostly by phone, not in person. See, 
touring. It's got the in-person thing going. So on YouTube, right. you can say hello to all your fans. And let's be honest. I'm here for the reason that uh, a certain superlative I bring to the table, which is I'm the most available. Well, that's you know? <laughs> well, plus, you know, know what, what else am I doing tonight? You know what I mean? Plus, our guest appearances on the Planet Mikey podcast pay more than any other podcast you could ever be on. Right, guys? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Mikey, the real payment is the friendships that you make along the way. That's right. And that, like, $130 in value of, of gifts that you were given. Oh, yeah. And you always pay me in beer, too. Which That's is, right. Which is great. Which, and it saves me a trip to the count. store. And then you get the $5 deposit on each can. You can return that and get an extra, what, you know, 30, 30 cents? Out of Five that? cent deposit. Is that what it is? Yeah. That adds up over time. Uh, so, Are so you going to be a can man? Uh, you know what? I've now become one of those snobs who does like the 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 sixteen ounce, the IPAs, and that that whole bit. But yeah. I, I and I thought when you said can man, you kind of scared me there a little bit. Why? Uh, you know. <laughs> Come on, Mike. It's just it's just nature. You know, people have their urges, and as my mother taught me, everyone has their own biological yes. needs, and, and, and we're to treat all of them with the same amount of embarrassment. And there are can and that's what I do. <laughs> there are can men out there. I don't want to make any nasty cracks about them. So, uh, here's what Jerry Thornton tweeted. Yeah, this a is a picture of you. Was that your son in that picture where you were talking about how happy you used to be? Uh, 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 oh, we were, yeah, he was going to a youth football game. Ago. I was a coach, and it was 12 years ago. Wow. Jerry Thornton says, I find myself looking at old pictures, seeing how happy I look, and realizing it's because back then, I didn't realize someday in the future, the Patriots would be 0-2. <laughs> And it's a picture of you with your boy looking real happy. Yeah, now, that's why you, you never want to be able to know how the future's going to be. Are you, you know? that alarmed, though, at this 0-2 uh, based on two things? They, first of all, the offensive line is, is just rotten right now because they're injured. And secondly, uh, because they really came close to at least making a comeback and tying it up or winning those two games. They kind of did. Right. Uh, listen, this is not them blowing games that they should have won and, like, how how dare they. It's There is a, a frustrating knack that this team has for, one, falling behind in games, and then, two, finding a way to just almost win but not win. And, and you yeah. know, you, that goes on too long. It becomes in your DNA. Like, there are just teams that – perpetually will will find a way, or, you know, to, to use the cliche, and I hate doing cliches like this, but to, to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Right. Like, the Chargers have always been able to do that. There was one year, I'll, I'll never forget, when Norv Turner was their head mm -hmm. coach, where they were first in the league in points and, like, last in the league in points allowed, and they not only missed the playoffs, like they were eliminated with like two weeks to go. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> and you say it's just in their their DNA. The, yeah. the, the Lions are that same way. I'm just saying. Lions it, are it, worse than that, even. Yes. You know, because the Lions never even get that close. Or they, they, they never have. Remember that song we did, Smitty? Uh, I wonder why the Lions suck. Remember that? Uh, yes. That was oh, a, the, uh, one of our parody the, Where tunes. the Lions are. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And we did it. Well, I wonder why the Lions suck. And, we, and it, it was it was true. Everything I said in the thing was true, but it's tragic, really, because that franchise has been around forever. Are they one of the original 10? What was the original in, NFL? Uh, how many teams? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they go back yeah. to, you know, Bears. 1922 and... Right. Um, Fritz Pollard and all that crap, and you know, and it's Otto Graham. Yep, and the fact that we're now on to fifty-six Super Bowls, I think it is, if I lost count, and they haven't been to one, and they have been in the league for all of them, and yeah. they're not like Jacksonville or Houston that just yeah, at least the Cardinals in. have been to a Super Bowl. 
<laughs> yeah, and the Cardinals did some. Yeah, the, wait, was that like but, Neil Lomax or something? What, no, it was Kurt Warner. Okay, what are you so about? it was they, the game against the Steelers. That was a great oh, Super yeah, Bowl yes, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now <laughs> Gillette was the right. scene so, of a. I have this in part of my news segment, but I'm not going to do the news this early. I can't do the news this early, right? This is just one story. Uh, you could do it. Do it, Mike. Okay. All right. Okay. And now this. I love when people do that. And now this. Well, yeah. The death of a man Sunday night, Jerry Thornton, at uh, the Patriots game against the Dolphins, being investigated by the Massachusetts State Police and a DA, according to multiple reports. 53-year-old identified as Dale Mooney. Uh, He's dead after a fight broke out. Uh, He was in the 300-level seating at Gillette Stadium. And he had what they're calling an apparent medical event. Yeah, he died. <laughs> Wasn't he a 30-year season ticket holder? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody said he was a really, really nice guy. He was there with his son, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And the reports are, you know, witnesses describing a fight breaking out before his death, which coincidence, I think so. Uh, it was really one punch. Here's a quote. It was really one punch that I saw. The victim got punched really hard on the side of the head and went down. He's a bigger guy, but he just crumbled, one witness told the local outlet. Knocked him out. There are multiple cell phone videos circulating, and that's why they're investigating. He was attacked, clearly, mm-hmm. and killed. Uh, you know, you think, what what could a guy like that do mm. to have somebody kill him? You know, what, I, what was the argument about? Yeah, we'd like to get to the bottom of all that. But uh, Lisa Mooney told Boston's ABC6... That's not ABC. That's a that's Providence. Yeah, yeah. That her husband Dale was being provoked by other fans during the game, which led to a fight where another man allegedly punched him in the head three times. Uh, she said that his uh, he went to Gillette to support the Patriots for many years. They were together for more than three decades. They had two sons together. Uh, that's tragic and that's weird. And I, I think there's going to be more to this story because someone's going to go to jail for this, right? Yeah, I would think so. You think? Yeah, I mean, I know, know the. Trying to identify the guy. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of witnesses. He was wearing a, um, a Dolphins number ten jersey, so I mean, it can't be all that hard to identify. But that's so secondary to the, this guy losing his life over absolutely nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. part of a small part of what I do to pay the bills is videos of people having fights in the stands, and we all watch them. They're popular, and you said, oh, hey, look at those idiots, idiot A and right. idiot B, and oh, here comes the haymaker, and whatever. Sometimes they're hysterical, like, you know, and here comes the pizza. Drunken brawls. Yeah, yeah. exactly, the, the the greatest Jerry Remy moment of all time. Um, but now it's not entertaining anymore because there's serious, serious consequences. And, yeah. you know, but it's, I, it's, it's been, been this way for a long time. Yeah, I mean, this isn't okay. new. So I've never heard when, anybody die. When I was a kid, and Ben, you know, you were just a, a gleam in your in your mom's sperm back then. Abs- absolutely, yeah. I, I, I think his dad skipped the gleam thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> skipped the gleam. <laughs> went straight tooth- to the cream. Wasn't gleam a toothpaste at one yeah, point? Gleam. <laughs> um, Thank you, nineteen eighty four so, Celtics. So my experience <laughs> of going to Patriots games was every three and a half minutes. A section would stand up because they would watch two guys brawl. At the yeah. Red Sox games, it was every half an inning. Yeah. There would be another <laughs> another brawl. Um, and then I remember going to like 
Camden Yards. I think it was the first time I ever went to a game in another city, and there was none of that. And it's like, what? What are we doing back home? Like, what kind of well, all the violence in Baltimore are, is outside the stadium? Yeah, it was angry yeah, it was, territorial monkeys that we know, are. Like or whatever. Ten years ago, the you know guy got killed in the parking lot of a, was a Raiders game, yeah, and yeah, then there was right. another one in a Dodgers yeah. game. And going back to maybe twenty years, I always remember this: the outside a youth hockey game. One parent beat another parent to death. Right. Right. And I, the, the one quote from Dan Shaughnessy that I ever actually liked was, she said, it's July. Why aren't these kids on a baseball diamond? I'm like, exactly. What, right. what kind of psychotics are like living inside a rink in, in July? Probably the kind that there's going to be a fatal punch thrown or, or whatever. You want to stop look, violence at all these sporting events? I have the answer. What is don't, it, don't ever go to a game. That's ever. <laughs> yeah. As long as you live. Yeah, it, for any look, reason. The, the fall of civilization is right on schedule. I've been keeping yes. track. You oh, know, my it's, God. Yeah, it, it's, it, Rome is collapsing. The, the barbarians and the Goths are about to take over or whatever. Um, it's and, scary right now. In not just America, the whole world is a scary place yep, right now. Because the crazy billionaires are going crazy. You can't even move to crazy. Switzerland. Those goddamn Swiss come at you with a Swiss Army knife, trying to open your can with your can opener. Yeah, and I don't want to get all like, oh, the state of the state of the world today, and you know we we should ban alcohol or, or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's worth asking, like, what is. What's the underlying cause here? You know, I just, I don't know if you guys watched uh, any of um, Welcome to Wrexham, you know, the Ryan Reynolds mm -hmm. and, um, oh, yeah. and and um, uh, Rob McElhaney by this team and uh, football team in, in Wrexham. And they just did an episode on hooligans and them trying to deal with that. And these guys just, they do an interview and they straight up say, you know, this is just a, a lifestyle. It's fun. You, you know, you just, you, we, we, Start these fights. We pick them. We plan them in advance or whatever. It's just it's fight club. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Yep. You know what should be banned and who should what what should be banned. Here's an alarming, really, really troubling story for you. You ready for this? You probably heard this on the news. It happened in the Bronx. It was a uh, a daycare center where apparently there was somebody living there that was selling a lot of fentanyl, uh, and so. I'll just give you the story. You this living the there? Living, listen to this. Do you have the address? This sounds like news. <laughs> and now, this. Four children who overdosed on fentanyl at a Bronx daycare center, including a one-year-old who died, were exposed while taking naps on mats that were covering over a kilo of the, of the drug fentanyl, according to authorities. Police found the drugs underneath mats where the children had taken naps in the back room of the center, as well as... Three kilo presses, devices used to package large amount of drugs, according to the NYPD. Uh, Gria Mendez, the operator of the daycare center, and Carlos Acevedo Brito, her cousin-in-law, who rented a room inside the center, are now facing federal charges in connection with the overdoses, both suspects being held without bail on multiple charges, including manslaughter, depraved indifference to murder, and criminal possession of narcotics. Depraved indifference to murder. Yeah. I never heard that one before. Whatever it is, put them away yeah. forever. Uh, the police came and the children, several children seemed unusually lethargic after taking naps. A two-year-old and an eight-month-old recovered after they were given Narcan. Imagine being eight months old and you have to have Narcan administered to you because you're living in a shithole. A one-year-old, Nicholas Dominici, died 
at uh, the medical center, and another child who was exposed was taken to the hospital early. Now, one grain of fentanyl, or two grains of fentanyl, can take down a grown man. Mm -hmm. So even just the residue itself for a small child would cause the death, according to the police. Is that the most... Ridiculous. This guy's living in a daycare center. Oh, at least it was a front for a drug operation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they had his day. Children were in there. And these kids are dead because of these fucking tool heads. <laughs> Jerry, did you think this episode was going to be any more fun? Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, sorry. You know, yeah, I'm a fucking can, blast. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get into some, like, uh, sadistic murder stories or something. <laughs> maybe some girl is down a well and a guy is telling <laughs> to put on lotion. and uh, my Lassie. Oh. Was yeah. she a big fat girl? No, but, don't, but honestly, isn't that the most troubling story you've heard in the last? I yeah. mean, never mind Hunter suing the IRS. Yeah. You know what? Which um, is cute. Uh, but. Uh, just not to go all like, uh, you know, after school special, a public service announcement here or whatever. But a while back, I was listening. To, Dr. Phil was on Joe Rogan, and he said his whole focus now is the fentanyl thing. Yeah. And he described this girl who um, never been in trouble, never took anything. She's in college, the super achiever, had to study for tests. So she ordered some kind of like a like a pill to help her focus off of um, like Snap Adderall? Snapchat. You said. No, I, I thought God. that was a weird detail, but okay, I don't know how that all works. That I was don't good. want to. Um, it's a great place to get your she drugs. Took, she took a half of one, and it was laced with fentanyl, <coughs> oh, and she was dead. Dead. Like and her that, parents just, okay, good luck with your exams. And the next call they get is, uh, your daughter's dead of an overdose. Man, of unbelievable. She didn't, no, they had no idea. And she didn't either. She wasn't like, hey, you know what? I really got to get high. And I, I, a while ago, I talked to this cop. He's from Rhode Island. We're in Providence having lunch. And he pointed over here, hey, there was a, a place, uh, there was an uh, overdose right in that building um, a couple of weeks ago. And when there is one, all the addicts go to that part of town because that's the one they want. They want the one that's going to get you right to the edge. Oh, that's boy. yep. You, you want to you so want to chase that high. So many people died from it, and they have you know the hundreds of thousands of, of young people in this country have died. And then you say, oh, what about you know Michael Jackson died from fentanyl, right? Didn't he? Did he? I, <coughs> did he? Isn't that were you there? Uh, you know, uh, Prince. I mean, all these guys are taking Tom this shit. Petty. Was that his fentanyl thing too? Uh, it was drugs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably. But that's a, that's a. Un now, what I would do is, if I would run in this country, I'd say, all right, I want the military to go down there in Mexico and kick the living shit out of all the cartels, take all their factories, take all their money, take all their guns, and kill them all. Uh, oh. That was the. <laughs> no, that was the uh, plot of uh, clearing present danger. <laughs> and Harrison Ford knew from the beginning right. it's a bad idea. How dare you, sir? So I don't. I don't know what the answer is, well, but on I, a lighter I know, note, I can assume that the guys who are in the military, if they had their choice <laughs> between just sitting on some patch of dirt and like you know some country that we're going to do drone strikes in or whatever, they would rather be taken out fentanyl dealers yeah. but the way this works is you take out one and what happens someone else takes a you know just takes their place oh, yeah. well, but it's got to be a military operation because the the, the the cartels have all the guns and money in mexico you have to really invade mexico kind of the way mexico's invading the united states but with with guns mm. and take away all their shit and that's just i mean yeah. i'm i'm the, thinking on the top of my head here you know what I, let I me know let, let me put it this way is that my lift passenger? <laughs> I picked up What's this guy. What's he talking about? I picked up this guy on a lift vehicle the other day, and I accidentally hit 
voice memo, a button on my phone, and it recorded him. I don't know what he's saying. I don't speak Swahili or whatever it was, but this guy was on the phone the entire ride. And he's like, oh. I'm like, for, for 20 minutes, he was... And he never shut up. He never let the guy on the other end answer. He just kept... <laughs> so I dropped them off at the next block. No, I took them where he's going. Former P1 listener of the Planet Mikey Show. <laughs> That's right. right. W- now, w- I have the a- lesson here is don't do drugs, kids. Young Ben... Don't you, except the kind that Mikey does, because that's right. That's well, those that's, are herbs. Know. They're not drugs. They're herbs. herbs. They, they're vitamins. They're the kind that make you happy right. and, and help with your vision and uh, any nervous disorders. If it not makes the, you happy. That's right. And, uh, I, I, have a and I drink, which makes me charming and witty. Yeah. So that's and you pee a lot more than most people. That, that that too, and I have some of that if you if you want. Now this is a lighter news Pee? story. Yeah, yeah. You know. This is a lighter. Uh, if you need it's some, a news. If you story. need some clean stuff, I don't know. You know, but it's Mike, lighter. Like, I know this. I don't know if you have to pass tests anymore, Mike. But never. Oh, so I got gallons. I of it cheated in the on every test anyway. <laughs> I borrowed my wife's urine, and I uh, came back. The doctor says, yeah, well, good news is you're clean. You're, it's drug-free urine. The bad news is you're pregnant and you're a woman. <laughs> this is from Laconia, New Hampshire. Marilyn Manson was sentenced to 20 hours of community service and a fine on Monday. Why? Pleading no contest to blowing his nose on a videographer huh. at a 2019 concert in New Hampshire. Now, it took him four years to get to this verdict. The shock rocker, age 54... Wanted to appear with video, via video rather, for his hearing, but they said, no, you have to come to New Hampshire and answer this in person. So he came to New Hampshire, Laconia, 30 miles north of Concord, and I know where Concord is because I commuted there every single day for a year and three months. Manson, whose legal name is Brian Warner, did you know that? No. (laughs) This boring-ass name for Marilyn Manson. He was charged with two misdemeanor counts of simple assault stemming from the encounter. At the Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion mm. on August 19th, 2019, he uh, negotiated. He pleaded no contest to the to just the nose blowing charge. He had another one that he sat on this woman. Uh, he was fined a little more than fourteen hundred dollars and had to do some had to do some uh, community service. Can you imagine? Okay, who's your community service guy? Oh, it's Marilyn Manson. Marilyn okay, this yeah. is going to be really good. Uh, the uh, the videographer Susan Fountain was the was her name, and uh, according to the police affidavit, Manson approached her in the venue's stage pit area, put his face close to her camera, and spit a big loogie at her. Oh, nice guy! It's in quote big loogie. Never seen it written before. Uh, How do they spell was, it? She was struck on on both hands with saliva. He approached her again later, kneeling and covering one nostril. It was. He's, it's not rocket. Yeah, I was gonna say that a, a loogie is you you spit at somebody. This is this is yeah. a, this is a he, did, like, he did both. Yeah, he, Seinfeld, right? And then it changed direction in midair, mind you. Back that was and to the, the left. left. That <laughs> was one magic loogie. So nice game. The, the lady pretty said boy. via a statement. She said that that is quote the most disgusting thing a human being could have done. I, I beg to differ. Yeah, I don't think it. It's barely in the top five. You know what I mean? Just if you're it's just talking bodily five. fluids, yeah, it's, you know it's what I mean. Five, number five. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to name the, the no, others that, that nor, could be, but what, do so do we know what his community service is going to be? Because no, that's what I was if, wondering. If he's going to be teach out there a makeup with like, clinic. yeah, the goth makeup and stuff by the side of the road, picking up trash with an orange vest, yeah. if he's going to be like coaching like youth basketball or something like that, that I want to see. Dressed as Marilyn Manson on the on the basketball court, like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I would have given him twenty years in jail for stealing Alice Cooper's act. Yeah, well, Alice Cooper had actually had better music too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. He had, Alice Cooper had some legitimate, uh, you know, catchy tunes. You know, even that depressing "Only Women Bleed." Yeah, <laughs> I, I never could believe he would record a record called that. I, I like, remember my oldest brother during the whole controversy about like the school shootings and the goths, and somehow they linked it to Marilyn Manson. You know, we always pick the thing that the older generation is shocked by and link it to whatever we... That's the cause of all our problems. And, right. and my brother started buying into this. He's just selling a negative like lifestyle to these kids. I said, dude, I used to listen to your Alice Cooper records. Right. He had a song called Dead Babies, right. uh-huh. which was about dead babies. <laughs> Somehow it turned which, it okay. And you know what, what Alice Cooper is doing now? Like celebrity pro-amps. Right. Like he does right. ads for Callaway Golf yeah. Yeah. and was in... Jesus Christ Superstar on TV. He's a Greenwich, TV. Connecticut yeah. That's his problem. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Manson, be, be more original. I, this not rocket thing, kind of original, but, you know, come up with your yeah, own. Yeah, well, it's original in that context. It, it, for, from a famous person, it's, it's kind of unique. You know, it probably happens all the time, like in certain shitty communities. <laughs> if Tom Brady blew a snot rocket on me, I wouldn't mind. Like well, I told Tom you. Brady, I, I, bet whole... the, I bet this will cure all diseases. Like I'm, I'm immune to everything now. Do you remember I'm, Luis I'm Gonzalez of the uh, of the uh, de- Devil? Uh, no, the Diamondbacks. Uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah. They there was a story where he had uh, spit out some gum on the field, and somebody grabbed it and made it a collectible, put it in a little container, and sold it on the internet. You know, because it was Luis Gonzalez's gum. So when he came to town with the, to play the Red Sox, uh, Comcast Sports Network sent me over there to do a story. On, and and I, I I actually followed him around for a while. Everything he did, I touched, I grabbed. Uh, he came out. Of, we set it up, but he came out of the bathroom in the dugout with toilet paper stuck to his foot, and I grabbed it and put it in this little container. You know, it's the stupidest story. He was laughing his ass off. He thought it was hilarious. He was spitting gum everywhere. We're picking it up. It was just weird. But you know, the DNA part of that was what the reason that was valuable. You mm. know, Luis Gonzalez's DNA. Well, okay, who gives a shit? Anyway. Um, I have some baseball-related stories. Do you mind? Indulge. It's not. No, not news. It's not news. No, no, it's, it's baseball. baseball yeah. yeah, it's baseball, baseball, Ray. If you build it, people will come. Somebody will come. America is marched by like an army of steamrollers. <laughs> <laughs> this is bur- first of all. I got to say this. You know the Red Sox are sucking ass if they have a if they have what's called Barbie Night at at Kenway. They're having a Barbie T-shirt night. Barbie night at Kenway. That's their that's their main target audience. Eleven year old girls, seven year old girls. So I'm going to go there and get a T-shirt, and then I'm going to burn it outside for no uh, Barbie night at Kenway. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale. You get two free hot dogs and two free drinks. You, you know what makes you have Barbie night was it, the Yankees are in town, and the secondary market is selling tickets for, and I'm not making this up, one dollar. Yeah, uh, you, you. It was more expensive to go to a Woo Sox game. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> those tickets were on the secondary market for two dollars. They were double the price of Red Sox tickets. Yeah. How was uh, Barbie night, by the way? There were fewer of them, though, at Woo Sox. <laughs> 
It was fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. It got a little uh, inappropriate with all the uh, free hot dogs and the Barbie stuff. Okay. And did you uh, did you bring your Malibu one? Did you bring your uh, your uh, Ken, no, 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 no. no. A- one astronaut Barbie. Shorts. Astronaut Barbie. Yeah. Now, why doesn't Ken have... she's been to Uranus. Why <laughs> isn't Ken anatomically correct? Why doesn't Ken have like a schlong, you know, so the kids can learn at an early age? They're, they're giving them those books in school to read, you know, about all kinds of stuff. Why don't you have Ken and Barbie have... You know, proper gen- uh, genitalia. What do you think? Well, they have those, but they're all. They do? Um, yeah. Well, the the social workers have them all to say. Okay, now when m- when where... Mikey Adams came to to you, like, show me where he yeah, touched yeah, right. you. Right. Sorry, I, Mike, Mikey this. Adams does not molest. Deny everything. <laughs> That's right. No matter how much I come on to him. Okay, right. this this is. I'm sorry. The 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 death stories at the beginning have really knocked me off my my pins. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's all good. It's Just all because to... you know we we came out of that. Reel it back to the funny. Do you know who's 80 years old today? Joe Morgan, not Walpole Joe, but the little second baseman for the Isn't Cincinnati he dead? Reds. No, Joe. The little guy with the Didn't he die like three years ago? Google Joe Morgan. He's I don't, dead. He's 80. He's been dead for three years. You mean the little short guy? Yeah, two-time MVP. He, he sounded dead when he was doing the game. Wait a minute. Hold remember, on. Remember, oh, remember the Red Sox? He retired, but he's not dead. Remember the Red Sox hit four straight home runs, and like John Miller is losing his mind, and Joe Morgan says... That was a cutter. <laughs> he died what? October. <laughs> he died October of October 11, 2020. Oh, three see, years. He's been COVID, dead for three years. COVID took him. Uh, oh. Still his birthday. Well, it's his birthday posthumously. He's in heaven. I say, good luck. Uh, no, uh, happy birthday in heaven to Joe Morgan, yeah. who is a hell of a player. Back I to spent back hours MVP. with him smoking butts at the World Series in 07. We were, every time we both needed a cigarette, we'd go back from the broadcast booth and smoke behind there where you weren't supposed to smoke. Joe Morgan's a nice guy. You know, uh, every time like, <laughs> I, 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 I watch a, a modern game, like a contemporary game, and I'm trying not to lose the threat of baseball, like I, I, the, in spite of the Red Sox, like yeah. aggressively trying to make us not like them. Well, the game is quicker now. They do, I realize I can not name more than a half a dozen guys on the 2018 Dodgers that they beat. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you the batting order of the 75 Reds, which I think is just like how your brain works. When right. you're a kid, you absorb stuff, and it stays there. And when you're it was older, more important. it's like, oh, yeah, it mattered yeah. way more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke Snyder uh, would have been. He Now, I know he's dead. He was born in 1926, so he'd be 97. I, I know he's dead. 400. You don't have to check it, but see when he died. Would 408 you home runs, I want to say. And I know that because... Mickey, Willie, and the Duke. 407, you idiot. Damn it. Okay. We play Price is Right rules here, too, so you're over, so... How could Uh, you miss that? In my 20s, I went to the hall with a buddy of mine. It was just, you know, weekends were boring in the winter. Let's let's go up to Cooperstown. Let's just do something to get out of town. And they had a display of counting down from... It was then Hank Aaron all the way down to the, the, you know, guys who have 300 home runs or more. Yeah. And we pointed out to them, like, you've got... Duke Snyder at 399, Nal Kaline at 407. Those those are reversed. Yeah, 399 for Kaline. Sure. And we took a picture of it just to say, and they they told us, no, you're wrong, it's fine. Like we have the photo. Like I think we actually like wrote them a letter. Like, and and everybody they, knows Kaline came up one you know, one home run short of 400. That's why they make such a big hairy deal about Yaz being the first guy to have 3,400. Yeah. In the American League, I mean that's. Pretty specific, but it's well, it is. But you're, t- you're talking Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. You know, you got some pretty good American League guys over the course of history. That's it. Duke, Duke Snyder, man. Duke uh, Snyder, Ford, Dodger. When, when you can remember how many home runs he had, that your brain should be occupied with some other thing. Speaking of and the I, Dodgers, 
I'm going to do this because it's tied in. Tommy Lasorda was born one year later on Duke Snyder's birth, first birthday, 1927. Now, Tommy Lasorda, of course, spits when he talks. Now, you'll know this. I, did, I had him on my TV show, and he was on like, and we had a desk. And every time he'd say it, some spit would come out of his mouth and hit the desk. So in between a commercial break, we had to come out there and wipe it down with some of those handy wipes. So the sorter was on there. I said, you know, what about Red Sox? He goes, you know, I don't like second guessers. He says, people who are second guessers, first of all, they're, they're, if they're guessing, they don't know anything about the subject. And secondly, it takes them two guesses to get it right. After he got through with that tirade, spit everywhere. <laughs> it was covered with spit. I, like Fletch, hate Tommy Lasorda. Right. Yeah. 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 He, was, well, he was, yeah, he's all right. He was I a good mean, guest. You know, one of those guys who's completely different in his public image that he puts forth and what he was like in real life. Like, he'd go on Carson and, you know, spin these yarns about, like, you know, knowing Frank Sinatra, like old, like Jackie yeah. Robinson stories or sure. whatever. And then you, you catch videos of him on the uh, on YouTube, and they're hilarious because he was the single most vulgar individual he ever yeah, lived in the world. What's the What's the one where uh, like he, he comes out and he gets into an argument with a guy? Oh, jeez, a pitcher didn't want to get pulled, and he's just like, oh yeah. yeah, he ripped him a new asshole, didn't he? And that, and that yep. video. Somehow you weren't you weren't telling that story when you were sitting on the couch next to Phyllis Diller, you fraud. <laughs> Phyllis Diller. I was just trying to think, think of, of her. I was trying to think of like the 70s. <laughs> right. One of those people that was famous just for being famous. So right. they went on talk shows every right. week. Norm Crosby. Um, so one more Dodger story, and I'll, and I'll move on. Actually, Doug Camilli. Do you know who he is? I know the name, but I couldn't tell you a thing. Dolph Camilli was his dad, and Dolph okay. Camilli was in the Hall of Fame. Doug Camilli, if you look up his career, really was a just a barely making it major leaguer. But I met him at the Red Sox fantasy camp, and he was a catcher in the Red Sox fantasy camp. And I said, oh, Doug Camilli, you caught one of Sandy Koufax's no-hitters. I just had that little piece of information in my brain. And he goes, that was the easiest thing I ever did. I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, all I did was throw down a number one or a number two, and they couldn't hit neither of them. And and he's like, I'm thinking he's he's answered this question before because when you're Doug Camilli and your career is for shit, you know, you, the big thing of your life is going to be catching a no hitter by Colfax. Sure. So I saw Jeff Torborg speaking of the Dodgers at the Fenway Park elevator, and I stopped him and I said, ah, Jeff Torborg, I said, you caught one of Colfax's no hitters. Torborg stops, po- pokes me in the chest. He goes, perfect game, and don't you forget it. <laughs> He also caught one of Nolan Ryan's no-hitters, Jeff Torborg. So who's got the all-time record for most no-hitters caught in the big leagues? Which catcher? Doug, uh, no, uh, uh, Jason Veritek. Correct. Yep. I think four, or he caught four no-hitters, I think, yep. including four Hideo different Nomo. pitchers and came came close a couple times, a couple of, a couple of one-hitters. Yep. And Schilling one time blew one and with uh, like Oakland. two outs in the ninth because yeah. he, um, he shook him off. Yep. He shook him off. Well, that's it. You know, and the shaking off thing is a thing that people never talk about. You know, uh, and, uh, Nolan Ryan, you watched the documentary. Yep. Nolan Ryan came out of the ninth inning. He was like 43 years old. No, eight and two-thirds, no hitter. All of a sudden, he gives up a hit in the ninth inning. And then they talked to Ivan Rodriguez, who was 20 at the time, catching a 43-year-old vet. And they said, Irod, uh, he says he goes. I I shook him. Off. He shook me off on that hit. 
He got the guy got the hit, but he shook me off. You know, I I put down a two. He said, "No, you want the one." And the guy got a hit, and he's like, "So then they go over to Nolan." And they said, I, uh, "Rodriguez says you sh- he sh- that you shook him off on that hit that you gave up in the ninth inning." And Nolan goes, "Yeah, I did." He said, "But that wasn't the first time I shook him off all night." <laughs> What a great answer. Oh, yeah. Who was a major leaguer a week or so ago? Post-game press conference, he got he was complaining about the fact that he didn't want to have to come out in the sixth inning. He was asking to come out of the game. They sent him in anyway, and he got rocked. And just said, like, no self-awareness. You know, like, some major <laughs> leaguers just have that resting bitch face, like, just go right. through life, like, self-importantly. Like, the worst of golfers. There's some golfers I love, but there's some that just, you know, you they grew up, like, in a Sport country privilege. club or whatever. Yeah. And he was complaining about that, and my first thought was, Nolan Ryan will beat his ass right now just on, <laughs> on principle. Because, you know, he you couldn't take him out unless he was really getting shelled, and he would throw whatever, like, a, you know, 130 pitches without, yeah. without bat and eye, and he beat the bag out of Robin Ventura in one of the great old guy moments, moments in the time. history of the world. And he had like 300 complete games. You know, that's the other thing. You, Nolan Ryan never came out of a game. I mean, unless it was, you know, that's why he had all those losses because his teams couldn't hit, you know, for all those years. I'm a mm. huge, gigantic uh, Nolan Ryan mm. groupie, if you will. Um, so how, let me ask you this. How are the Patriots going to recover from this, Thornton? How is, How are they going to Fix what's wrong with them. Uh, do you, do you believe in Mac Jones? Yes, I do. You I'm, do. A, I'm on Team McCorkle. Okay. I have been since they went through a three-game losing streak in 2020, and I said this guy from Alabama is starting to come within their grasp in the draft. And when they were sitting at 15, there was a <laughs> trade at 14 ahead of them. And when it said the Jets pick is in. I ran around the house going, we're getting Mac Jones! We're getting... And the Irish Rose looked at me and said, who's that? Who are you talking about? I go, I've been talking about this kid nonstop since before Christmas. Do not listen to a thing I say. She's like, yeah, she tuned okay. you out. Whatever. She went back to her phone and whatever. Um, and I completely am convinced that he was done dirty last year. I'm appalled at the way so many Patriots fans just turned on him. And, like, you know, this is why people can't stay married. You know what I mean? Like, this guy who is, a you know, that goes to the Pro Bowl as a rookie, and even if you don't think that means anything, fine. I'll he outplayed Tom Brady in the game on that Sunday night game, his fourth game of his career. He beat out Cam Newton in training camp when he was practicing with the twos and threes, and Newton was taking the first team reps. He wins 10 games. He goes to the playoffs. They couldn't get Josh Allen off the field. But this kid proved to me as a rookie he's got it. Last year was a disaster. And the people were so appalled that he was yelling at Matt Patricia and swearing or whatever. He was the last guy in New England to scream and yell at Matt Patricia. that's true. He kept his fury inside himself, and it finally boiled over because every time they're in a high-leverage situation, they're in first and goal, the play's coming in with three ticks on the clock like he's like he's 007 having to defuse a bomb, you know? Yep. And, it, like, it's not necessary. Now he's got a professional coach. The problem, you touched on it right at the beginning, it's the offensive line. It's Adrian Clum's the offensive line coach now, and I trust that he can sort this out, but he hasn't been able to have be dealt a winning hand yet. He's got a fold hand, but he's has to be in on the pot because there's, there's no time to, to figure this out. And, you know, Michael Lomwenu is a 
But really the stat good comes back guard, the but stat. he was hurt last week clearly because he had to get yanked for for a uh, mafia. But the, the stat is always oh teams that start zero and two have eleven percent chance of getting to the playoffs at all. So sure. does that trouble you? No, I mean it's it. You're not be, happy. But about it would be it. better to be one and one. But I I always go back to many times when they've had the, the best years of the, the the franchise history. They got off to slow starts. Uh, 2014 was that was the you know we're on to Cincinnati game. 2001. They, yeah. Uh, no, that they was they 0 two. Yeah. That, yeah. To, yeah. They were 0 and two in two, 2001. Exactly. Right. Weird circumstances. Everything just kind of fell to them. But yeah. they started out 2014 two and two, and that was the. They're not good anymore, and we're on to Cincinnati game. Well, the final four teams in the NFL that year all started 500. It was the Colts, the um, uh, Packers, and the Seahawks were 3-3. Three and three. The good teams figure it out. And I, I think they're – if you ever known someone that had like a real precision piece of German engineering, like a BMW or whatever, they tend to have to need a lot of time in the shop. And when they're running, they're fantastic. But you can't just bring it to, you know, the guy at Jiffy Lube. You need some guy with a clipboard and a, and a wind a tunnel and a, and a lab coat to fix it. And I think they run a complicated system. Sometimes it takes, you know, that, that old cliche, the, uh, the first month is an extension of training camp. I think that applies with these guys. And so. the training camps are short enough. I, from the early going, because I, I have a team I've, I've already penciled in as, the, as one of the participants in this year's Super Bowl. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Now, why? Well, they won their first game, what, 40 to, 40 to nothing? And then they won their second game big, big time a couple nights ago. They look like a well-oiled machine right now. And barring injury, you always have to throw that in there. I don't see. I mean, I see the Cowboys being just steamrolling over everybody. What do you think? Remember when we talked about uh, teams' DNA? Yeah, I think the Cowboys are that. It, ever since Jimmy Johnson left, and then the whatever the who Barry this? Switzer, Barry Switzer, the stupid figurehead that they just sat there and like you know his his headset was never plugged in. He was just like, or he's listening to like smooth jazz or whatever. Um, <laughs> Elevator jazz. Yeah. Since then, that the whole Jarrah thing has just taken over. Like they're 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 mismanaged. They they their head is completely up their asses. I I, I will never underestimate their ability to take a talented roster and do absolutely nothing with it. So um, yeah, we'll 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 see there. As, as and the Patriots have them the week after next. So another way that's going to help yeah. the Patriots is this week with the Jets. Well, I couldn't he, yeah. come up at a at a better time. It's a, it's a must win. <laughs> you don't want to be on three. I read that yeah. somewhere. I I, re, I read these publications. You know, yeah. uh, when Mutt's done with them, he sh- ships them over to my house. You know, real, real quick on uh, on Mac Jones because I know you don't want to spend the whole time talking about this. There's still really grim, sad stories we can discuss and have laughs about. I have um, a lot of those yeah. still left. I posted this on Barstool today, today being Tuesday as we're doing this. Barstoolsports.com. Uh, please, I keep, help keep the lights on at my house. Um, and buy all our sponsors' products. Uh, <laughs> twice. It was about how buy them twice. Mac Jones is, to this point, the the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. He's he was hit 7 times last week, right. sacked 4 times, and yet he's top 10 in all these different categories. Touchdowns, um uh 
quarter, not quarterback ratings, like 12th there, but pro football focus, passing grade, um, you know, accuracy under pressure, completion percentage. He's he's had more dropbacks than anyone in football. He's a, but, but, he's, but it's mostly dink and dunk oh, to this you point. You know, you you, you got to get the ball out quick when the, you've got no block in the front. And or you, you know, have to have a wide receiver that can get open faster. And, yeah. you know, they, you know they, they have issues with the longer passes, but he's been great with the short passes. Yeah, he has the least amount of time to throw in the NFL. So, it, again, if they can't sort out the offensive line, then guys just tell your wives and girlfriends you're free on Sundays to go apple picking. I don't and have a girlfriend. You can maybe go I'm to, married. You can go to the corn maze. You can uh, go look at covered bridges and have, like, pumpkin spice and wear fleece, and it'll be great. You know, you can't do that. Uh, sorry, I got to work thing. I've been running that scam for 20 years. All right, I'm going to run some quick thoughts by you guys and get your, your opinions on these things, okay? The, the 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 big fat chick on the Jardians commercial, would you? Oh, <laughs> would <No>. I? <laughs> would I? Uh. Hair lip. Remember that joke? <laughs> uh, no, but she's you know she's talented and she can dance and beautiful you know, voice. Yeah, you'd need extra bookmarks, but you would you is my question. She sounds like a Disney singer. Her voice is really clear. She's good. Yeah. And that, that is the biggest earworm on TV. When you hear that commercial, it's in your head for the rest of your day. And I don't even need Jardians. I, my, my A what? One O C. What's it called? A O C. A one C. My A O C yeah. is down. <laughs> uh, I just want. No, I just want to get a quick thought on that because I. She, um, I've been thinking about her. I, I think her best hope is to find a major leaguer who's uh, in a slump. Yes. Ah. <laughs> All right. Now, how the, about this? The slump buster is a real thing, and they 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 serve society. I heard a story. I don't usually brag about my my things I did when I was a kid, even though if they were like record setting and world amazing. I saw a story where the guy, in fact, it was WBZ, WBZ Boston was talking to this person. He he did a pogo stick jump 60,000 times. He's from Southie. Mm. 60,000 consecutive pogo stick jumps. He's trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records. And I f- distinctly remember at age five that in Manchester, Connecticut, I jumped 1,060 times on a pogo stick at age five. I could have been that guy. I mean, if I could do it at five years old, 1,000 jumps, you don't think by now I'd be able to do... Whatever this clown did, you get like a buck a jump. Have you ever jumped on pogo sticks? Of course. How 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 many? What's your record? You figure for the most jumps? Don't know. Falling? When I was a kid, my friend uh, Mark lived uh, maybe a quarter of a mile away, and I took that pogo stick and I hopped all the way down to his house. Did you? Yes. Everybody thought the I was crazy. The whole way to yeah. his house. Look at my it's son. It's got to be like a hundred yeah, yeah. jumps on yeah. it. That's, that's when was the last time you heard someone trying to break a Guinness? Record, like it just seems like such a it is. thirty years ago thing to do, like like Bobby and Cindy on the teeter totter or whatever. <laughs> right. like, and I look at you know I I don't know if they still publish that book. I imagine it's no, just a do. website. Well, but, it's like the guy in the NBA if, with the most points that has six A's in his name, Allah Abdul Nabi. <laughs> but I think if you flip through that, what you just see is a bunch of people who dedicated their just lives something to something stupid. that gave them no fame. You know what I mean? Like in the in a in a world where yeah. Mr. Beast can like have forty million people watch uh, every video in the first day that he slaps together in like an afternoon. I don't think teeter totters or no. pogo sticks is the way to become. But Joey Chestnut's well big because that's something you can watch, you can watch well, and relate to. You know, we, who hasn't had fifty hot dogs? In right. Game? Well, because he's an athlete, and when an, you do an athletic accomplishment that sets a world record, as he does every year, just about. Um, yeah, that's. By the way, I was thinking this today, just randomly. Like, whatever happened really to Mister Brady's wife? 
and Mrs. Brady's husband. Like, if you think you're essential in this world, oh, yeah. just realize how easily six kids just moved on. Like, both their parents were dead, you know. They like killed the each older, other. The oldest kids suicide. were like 11 yeah. years old when I, their I parents were the dead. And they, just, they found somebody else, and they were happy, and they moved right on and never once mentioned right. them. Right. I think it was a murder-suicide. M- M- Mr. <laughs> Brady, uh, you know, the what's her name? Flo- Florence Henderson's husband was cheating on, uh, and why not? Yeah, Mike's wife passed away. <laughs> you know, yeah. Alice. She found out Mike was gay. We learn in the first episode that Mike's pa- wife passed away. However, the absence of Carol's first husband remains a mystery. I know where he is. <laughs> Alice took care of it. He's I mean, in the garden. They were both, I mean, they were both like in their like mid to late thirties, right. and their spouses and are, one of them was are gay. Dying. Too. Was just... Robert Reed. What's what's his name? Robert Reed. Robert, yeah, Robert he, Reed. He's gay. Yeah, or he he's dead, but he was he was gay. Yeah, he was. You know. And then so, wasn't I mean, the it, oldest Brady boy sleeping with a mom? He put that in a biography, which is always a little suspect. But he he's on the new Dancing with the Stars, oh, and it, the bio, and which which by the way now has become Dancing with someone who might have a Wikipedia page. Like you look at him, like, who are they? It's a Real Housewife. That's what? Like it, for a while there, at least there was I don't know, it was like Emmett Smith or somebody. Yeah, right. I don't know, a bit Marie of, Osmond. Yeah, someone you, know. you could identify. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, he said, like in the bio that they they put on there, he said he has backed off rumors that he was romantically involved with uh, with oh, she's what was her name the the actress Florence, name? Florence Henderson. Yeah, How did I forget yeah. that. Um, Floho, they call yeah. her. Yeah, I liked. I would I would have tapped that. I, you know, I've, I find myself increasingly now looking at like old TV shows and realizing these people I thought were yeah. old. Not so much like you know the whole Ginger and Marianne controversy. Like yes. who do who do you like? Right. I'm looking at that going, wow, Mrs. Howell kept it tight. She did. <laughs> that, Lovey, I, I, like, watch holy Guns- cow. I, I watch Gunsmoke all the time, and I kind of have this like posthumous crush on Miss Kitty. Wait, was she a, a, a madam? No, I think that well, was always implied, but they never said it. And that goes no. back to like an old. It's on the Radio Classics station on Sirius XM that my wife listens to. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and like what, she ran a saloon, but she had girls working for yeah, it. Yeah, she, she did. was a hot. I think she was. She was a hot pivot. property until she came down with a bad fest, case of Festus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, this. It, by the way, I mentioned Marie Osmond and the Fat Jardians girl in the commercial. If those two hung out together, the, the, the fat girl wouldn't even need Jardians. She would just go on a uh, what, what's that? Weight Watchers that she does her. Uh, yeah, Weight Watchers. Yeah. Is that what? No, is that? The, I think that's what it is. Yeah, the Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem. And now they're all just, she's yeah. sixty something years old now. Yeah, they're all just popping uh, Ozempic now, anyway. But but Marie has kept it together too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she well, yeah, she she's got those teeth. You know, uh, well, I'm going to pop some Ozempic <laughs> for the end of this program, just be, just to bring me back to where I was when we started. All that, uh, all those nice news stories. Are you a Bob Dylan fan? Yes, well, um, we, I didn't grow up on him, but they're, they're, I have grudging respect for a lot of his stuff. I will say this: Hunter S. Thompson said it best, though. He's got a lot to answer for. Like he convinced anyone that can't sing that they can sing. That's right. Just you and know, he only, every he subway ride. He can't really play the guitar very well, and oh, he uses you know, not really good at the harmonica. He and uses, he had all those hit records with three notes. He only hits three notes. But uh, you know, I I am a Bob uh, Bob Dylan fan, and. Uh, I, I'm also a Jerry Thornton fan, so go to barstoolsports.com and look at anything and everything that, that Jerry Thornton contributes to that website and 
what is it, buy, buy stuff from the sponsors? Yes, absolutely. Our, our sponsors, <laughs> goods and products will help uh, pay my bills, and that's really what, it, what it's all about. Plus, they're all, they're all quality people who care about you deeply. Jerry, what, what's life, life like for you now, pre uh, the big event and now post the big event? Of uh, El Presidente taking over, you know, um, Penn Gaming that that bought out a hundred percent of us never made a uh, said boo to me. Mm-hmm. Like they were fine. I just post my stuff. It doesn't go through an editing process. I take their um, silence as tacit endorsement of all my behaviors. But they <laughs> always had the sort of Damocles dangling over their head because they were in business in all these states that have gaming commissions that can just arbitrarily decide just down. to pull your license at a whim. And there's no accountability. There's no review process. Oh. So, you know, you always had that feeling like, okay, I'm driving along here. I'm keeping the speed limit 10 and 2, but there's a cop behind me. Uh, what if I get pulled over? You know, they, again, they never, ever did. But when Dave brought it back, uh, bought it back for a dollar, yeah. which is a, not a bad price no, on no. a That's six a great hundred. deal. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> someone said to me, I would have paid two. I should have outbid him. Outbid him. I would would have gone to 10. I got 10 right on me right now. Yeah. So it it came back around to this is a guy that 20 something years ago, I saw a pop up ad for a place looking for writers. And I sent him an email and he came back and said, Give me a sample. I sent him a sample. He said, You're in. It doesn't pay anything. Mm. That was Dave Portnoy. (laughs) And now, like, I watch the news and they're debating Dave Portnoy. I go out like you know right. what I'm like. He's, he's giving the finger to the pizza owner that, but that was a great thing. How to be in a position where the guy says, "Okay, I don't like what you're doing out here," and you turn around and go, "Fuck you," and you hold up, <laughs> and, it, and it becomes a viral hit. Yep. You that know? was nuts. Absolutely, that was nuts. great. That was and great. for me, it's like it's great because it's it's back to our roots. You know, it's like a it's like a band that kind of gets reunited and starts playing like their first few albums. <laughs> and it's or, classic whatever. Dave. Yeah, but we're, yeah. we're still, you know, uh, <laughs> it was funny. still giant back in the day when I'd be surprised if I met someone who had ever heard of the newspaper because that's what we were. Right. And right. now it's this friggin' social, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The social phenomenon, cultural uh, it's a big juggernaut. thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a big, a big fucking thing. deal. Is what I should have just gone with thing. <laughs> it's a big deal. Well, we thank you uh, as always, Jerry Thornton. We got, we got Joe and Jerry have uh, somehow gotten Robert Zimmerman to participate in the in the Castiglioki this time. So here we are to wrap up yet another epic uh, broadcast of the Planet Mikey podcast. Are you ready, Bob? I'm ready. Early one morning the sun was shining and I was laying in bed Wondering if she'd change it on and if her hair was still red Her folks said our lives together sure was gonna be rough They never did like mama's homemade dress Papa's bank book wasn't big enough And I was standing on the side of the road Rainfalling in my shoes Heading out for the East Coast Lord knows I paid some dues getting through. Tangled up in blue. Okay, Joe, your turn. <clears throat> I'm ready. She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. We drove that car as far as we could, abandoned it out west. Split up on a dark, sad night, both agreeing it was best. 
she turned around to look at me as I was walking away. I heard her say over my shoulder, we'll meet again someday on the avenue. Tangled up in blue. True. <coughs> All right, Joe. <coughs> That's Shaw's. I had a job in the great North Woods, working as a cook for a spell, but I never didn't like it all that much. And one day the axe just fell. So I drifted down to New Orleans, where I happened to be employed, working for a while on a fishing boat right outside of Delacroix. But all the while, I was alone. The past was close behind. I've seen a lot of women, but she never escaped my mind, and I just grew. Tangled up in blue at Shaw's. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank all of you. <laughs> <laughs>